previously on Downton Abbey. Lady Mary, after spending some time with Tony Gilliam, decided maybe they're not so good for each other. Tom Barrow disappeared to help his ailing father. And Edith has been cast away from her daughter. All that and a whole lot more this week on the Lords of Grantham podcast. Welcome to my And hello, we're back. Yes, after a, a week off. Uh, how was your show in the Poconos, Dave? It didn't happen. What? <laughs> so all of our fans went to the Poconos <laughs> expecting to see you. Oh yeah, I didn't post it on our social media. <laughs> yeah. If anyone was there, I would have felt terrible. No, um, one of the uh, I was sick, but also our drummer was sick and told the band. I didn't tell the band because I knew it might be an issue. Mm-hmm. So he told the band. And then our singer, who's sort of our booking guy, mm-hmm. told the casino, and the casino said, well, we don't want to take any chances, and they have like a list of bands, and they just replaced us. Wow. But they put our singer on, John Hollywood on Facebook, mm-hmm. they put him on acoustic at the Irish pub there. So like, that's pretty nice. hypothetically speaking, he could have shared the wealth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, just lie about when you have sick uh, members of your band. That's uh, no, I, just didn't, I didn't want to let anybody down, but I was like, thank God. Yeah, yep. And uh, I was down in Jacksonville. I did not yeah. see any of our fans down there. Uh, but the heat was nice. It was a nice reprieve from the, the bitter colds of the winter here. But uh, Well, now it's just heating up up here. Yeah, spring is sprung. Spring is springing. Yeah. And By the time this drops, what is it, 21st of spring? Yeah, uh, today's the 16th we're recording this on. Yeah, so. That'll be the 20th. So the day after you. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this right away. It might not be spring, but yeah. if you take your time. Don't go outside if it's the 20th. But if it's the 21st, take a step yeah, outside. Otherwise, take the day off work yeah. and huddle in. Right. So, some some big news in the Downton world this week. Oh, yeah. Jim Carter, Mr. Carson, got in the OBE. What is yeah. it? A officer of the British something? Empire. Something? Uh, it's for his, uh, it's honoring his performance service and drama. Uh, so, and he said it was largely because of his work here on uh, Downton Abbey elevated his profile. Uh, so he got to meet Prince Charles and they gave him an award. Uh, I posted it on our Instagram, got the most likes of anything we've ever posted on Instagram. I guess Carson's where, that's where, where the money is. Our wagon. Pe- people love him. The officer of the order of the British empire. There we go. He is an officer of the order of the British. Wow. Empire. That's power. Yeah. I think that kind of pushes him out of our reach of him ever appearing on the podcast. Yeah. Cause he was so close. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We'll get Mosley instead. Right. And we had some people uh, comment on the on the Instagram post. Someone said, "You got to meet Prince Charles." No, we did not. We we don't know Carson, as we just said. Uh, <laughs> what if he, we told people we'd spread the lie that he's like our father? <laughs> hmm. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you know. Sure, I'd be proud to have him as my father. And there's also some. Uh, I saw this online. There's some news that there's already studio interest in a Downton Abbey sequel film. Oh, jeez. There's already like, hey, if this does well, we'll do another one. 
I mean, they got to keep going until they hit World War II, right? I mean, that's got to be. Do they, though? That, it's Down Abbey Endgame. That, that's what it is, you know? <laughs> Hitler's Thanos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Avengers Endgame, then there's Downton Abbey Endgame. That's the, that's the goal. So. so how long can they really stretch as long as Violet being alive? Spoiler alert, uh, uh, she doesn't die in the show. As long as Maggie Smith keeps going. I don't think she wants to do it anymore. I don't know. She's friends with everyone. They 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 talk on the set how it's like you know a high school reunion. It's fun to see each other, and you know we had a lot of fun at our high school re- reunion. So yeah. <laughs> we know about that. Just imagine that for two months or however long they shoot every couple years. Yeah, it's a it's a big long get together. Um, but yeah, we got plenty of uh, runway in front of us before we get there in terms of the first movie here with uh, us covering yeah, we got the show. A t- where's the trailer? Uh, yeah, hold on to your horses. It doesn't come out until September. We can wait a couple months. Yeah, I know. Maybe I'll just have to go see How to Train Your Dragon again to see it in the theater. Or see another movie, too. Uh, it wasn't in front of Captain Marvel. Uh, what would it be in front of? Not fighting with my fab family? I saw that. It was not in front of that. Um, Didn't you see a special screening, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the full trailer for Down Abbey, what's it's going to debut in front of? It's probably going to be a British movie. It'll probably be that awful uh, Beatles movie or whatever that's coming out in June. You know, the Richard Curtis one. Well, it's written by Richard Curtis, but the one about the guy who wakes up and he knows all the songs of the Beatles and no one else in the world knows it. And Lily James is in the movie. Maybe when's the Elton John movie come out? Oh, May. I don't know. Does Downton Abbey cross over Elton John? I feel like there's got to be some Downton people in there. Maybe uh, maybe Aladdin. Aladdin? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't maybe know. Maybe Dumbo. <laughs> Dumbo. <laughs> yeah, the Disney uh, crossover, I guess. Yeah. Or well, The Lion King. Yeah, sure. It was, it's it's John Oliver. It's royalty. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure. It's British. So, anyways, on to this episode. It, I, I thought we hadn't watched Down Abbey season five, episode three yet. So I started watching. It, I was like, no, I've seen this. I know this. It's, we're on episode four already. We're halfway through the season five. Yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, and this picks up within the same month of the last episode. Mm-hmm. And, and Tom Barrow starts our episode. Yeah, he's marching back to the house. Marching today. back with his bowler hat. Yeah, yeah, he he uh he looks a little tired. They do the same thing here when that they did with Hughes when she had cancer like just put some like darker stuff around their eyes to let you know like something ain't right. Yeah, just like make them sweat. <laughs> yeah, he looks very sweaty. Just like spritz a little bit on the face there uh to let you know that something's off with Thomas. Um mm-hmm. as far as we know, he had went to go see his father, but he had alleged that something about choose your path. You know, he used the phone last episode to call about inquire about choose your path. Yeah. Well, um, he doesn't want anyone to know about Choose Your Path. And what is Choose Your Path? He's shooting up something. Yeah. No, we we see. So he he's groaning in his room all locked up in this episode. And Baxter hears him. Baxter knows something isn't going right because, uh, you know, he's very terse and to the point about his dad being in good health. But he doesn't look well. But once she hears him groaning, she knows something, something is off. And we see, yeah, there's a box full of needles. Yeah, and like fluid. Yeah, it looks like heroin. He's juicing. I don't know about juicing. He's on something, He just comes out, he's real buff. (laughs) What's up, dude? (laughs) Thomas Burrow. (laughs) Why don't you get these hands? That's that's what happens. He hulks out. Yeah, he just goes goes forward because now he wants to beat up Bates. That's the idea, right? He's he's getting jacked up to fight Bates. But something's up with this. It's not very much, but... Well, Baxter finds a London magazine, and she sees the Choose Your Path thing, and she kind of puts two and two together, like, oh, is this what you're on, Thomas? Are you mm-hmm. on the juice, bro? <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs> Whoa, Thomas. Um, so, yeah, we, we don't know where that's going. doesn't look like he's in good health, though. Prayers to Thomas Barrow, I guess. <laughs> Get off the juice, bro. <laughs> Get off the juice, man. Get off the PEDs. But you got to give it to Baxter for being sympathetic. 
Yeah, because he's really put her like, against the wall. And, and you he know. keeps like getting snapping at her when he, she's like, get, get out of my business. Right, right. And there's no reason for that. She's like, hey, I'm just trying to help. Yeah. Uh, and, and because he's not at full uh, speed, Mosley's been given a lot of uh, new uh, duties yeah. as first footman. <laughs> and a really necessary plot. Yeah. He's overwhelmed. But yeah, as the first footman do this. It's like, oh. Yeah, you got to scrub the silverware and everything. It just shows a stack of silver. Polish the silver. It makes no sense. They have one scene with Isabel and Violet, and it's it's going, and then they cut away from it just to show Mosley with a, big, a bunch of silverware that he needs to clean, and then cuts back to the same scene of Violet and Isabel. It's like, why did you even do that? Like, we needed to see what was up with the Mosley there? Okay, all right. He's got a lot on his plate. Apparently, yeah, uh, and they remind us that first, second, and third footman, that's what he is, mm-hmm. but it, it's funny though, at the end, Carson's doing something with wine, he's doing a sl- slow drip. Yeah, with this like crank. Yeah. He's cranking wine and through a filter. <laughs> yeah, and, and Mosley there, he's uh, he's like, I don't want this title anymore, because like, you know, it, there should be something else, because I'm not doing what a first footman's doing, I'm doing more than that, I'd like to not have to do that. And then you see Carson smile when Mosley leaves the room because he's like, I don't think he wants him as his first footman. Just because he. Why happened. is he? What's he doing to Mosley? The poor Mosley. Yeah, he's, I'm not even the biggest Mosley fan. He needs, but, He deserves a raise. He's being put through the ringer. Yeah, yeah. Well, he also it, it shows like Daisy at one point. It's like, what do you? What did you expect to sit around with your feet up all day? Right. And it's kind of like I'm kind of in the middle here. I don't know what where to fall. I think he's a little bit overworked. I mean, yeah, of course he of course he knows. He's done like bigger jobs before, but like he's freaking paved streets, but like for what his title is, he's like a little above some of the things they're asking so him to do. So do you think he got paid he he must have gotten paid more to be Matthew's butler? No, for sure. Yeah. But he must have done less on a day-to-day yeah. basis. Yeah, I mean, it they probably paid well for changing a man's pants. That's fair. So, hypothetically speaking, Mosley got paid a lot more to do a lot less, so now he's taking a pay cut. Yeah, but a different position that is killing him. Yep. This is service is a weird industry. Yeah, um, not a fan of not a fan of getting yeah. into it. I, I respect everyone who does it, but uh, it's a tough life. Yeah. <laughs> uh, speaking of downstairs, yeah, Daisy's still learning how to read. She's learning. Yeah, she she's opening her mind to all kinds of po- opportunities and potentials, uh, ideas, ideas, new thoughts, things that just never crossed her, crossed her mind before. In a very, very strange, mildly like overblown and repetitive subplot. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get deeper into it as we get upstairs, right? But- and Patmore's still kind of perturbed by the whole thing, but she's you know putting up well, with Pat it. Patmore's more perturbed at the fact that she's trying to get old Archie. To get his name redeemed. Yes, her her nephew who volunteered for World War One, then deserted and then died. Was killed. Yeah, yeah, he was killed. He can't get his name on the memorial, and she's so upset. Uh, so Robert's out in the village walking with Mary, and he hap- happens to spot uh, Miss Patmore crying. Yeah, like on the site of where the the memorial will be. Right. Like, what is she doing? Did she go to the memorial, and then she just like didn't... she's just contemplating. Yeah, it's like his name's still not there, and. Man, well, they don't show the memorial, right? They just say like, she, yeah, she's like, oh, she's at his gravestone, I think. I think that's where she's at. She's just somewhere. She's somewhere. I think she's where. Wait, they, she's not his gravestone because he's buried in a different town. Yeah, th- she's where the 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 memorial will be. I think. Right. Uh, so she like runs away. They're like, "Hey, Miss Patmore," and she's like, ah! <laughs> uh, So he needs to know more from Carson, Robert. He knows something's up with Patmore, and you know he wants to make sure she's okay. Mm-hmm. And. This is a great scene. 
I think, between Carson, Pat Moore, and uh, uh, Robert, where uh, Robert shows some sympathy for Pat Moore's plight. That you know she, you know, it makes sense that she wants her nephew's name on the memorial, and he wished she could have it on there, but the laws say something against that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, "Well, thank you for being, you know, nicer than Carson here." And Carson's just standing there, like. Just he's just doing Carson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, when they break it down like that with the shell shock, it does make you feel a little more sympathetic, right? Yeah, you understand the situation there, and, mm-hmm. and the, the fact that she makes the point that he volunteered. Like I didn't realize he had volunteered. Mm-hmm. Like that does change it a little bit, and I do appreciate that Robert's sympathetic to her. Like, yeah, it's tough. So no, no movement on that. But uh, at the end of the episode, we see Daisy tell. Uh, Pat Moore, oh, I can write uh, a letter to change it so they can put names of deserters on there or whatever. <laughs> Let's let all the deserters come come back under the goodness of yeah. things. Yeah, right. And then she just kind of runs with that, and she's like, well, I can write letters about all kinds of things to make change. I can become a revolutionary. And it's like, whoa, 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 slow down there, Daisy. <laughs> Calm down. One change at a time, okay? Write your letter first. These revolutionaries, you know? Mm-hmm. They, they, are, they are tough. Yeah. And it, well, this Mosley is uh, just the mo- so downstairs we have Mosley, yeah, Patmore and Daisy, mm-hmm. and then I guess not too much more downstairs. Well, Bates that, and Anna, yeah. Uh, this I think is the first time a plot line has actively bored me on Town Abbey. Like actively, like I can't wait for this scene to end because I don't care at all about what's going on anymore. Mm-hmm. Like I, I know Julian brought it back because he needed to give the Bates and Anna something to do this season, but I could not care less anymore about this investigation. Well, Anna does it to herself. Elaborate. They go to London. Yeah. Mary gives a a letter. She says, "Put this in the post mm-hmm. for Tony Gilliam." Mm-hmm. And Anna's like takes it upon herself to bring it, hand deliver it to Tony Gilliam's house. Yep. And then goes to Piccadilly. Right, why not? And they show some guy tailing her. Yeah, out of nowhere. And it has the worst bit of green screen ever committed to Downton Abbey. I think it's on par with Giamatti at that memorial. Anytime that they can't get a location, the green screen's terrible. Yeah, this is like truly awful. Do we need to see this? With them at Piccadilly? Yeah. No, I don't need to see it. It's pretty bad. Hopefully the movie doesn't employ any of that. Yeah, so anyways, there's no movement on this plot line. They're still investigating, you know. Well, there is some movement. What movement? The the cop comes, the detective comes back to Downton and says, We we have somebody sort of watching the area to try yeah. to figure this out. Yeah. And Anna was there and went to Piccadilly. Yeah. So basically the cop just reiterates and says, like, is there any reason why Anna would dislike this person? Right. Or Mr. Bates would dislike this person. And it's like, uh oh. But they end in the cliffhanger of like, Well, was she here at the manor the day of him dying? And it's like Yeah. Was she? I, but I don't think she actually was. She was wasn't she with Mary uh, when she went to go visit Gilliam or something? Or um, I forget exactly. Yeah, but they're like, they're like, yeah, I think so. <laughs> That's how they talk. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> As they like, you know, pull a ring around their collar or whatever. Like, uh. yeah, you can tell Hughes is very uncomfortable about the whole thing. Yeah, Hughes Carson is, knows no better. Hughes is out most of the episode, and then she just shows up for like the last two scenes of the episode. Like, oh yeah, I'm still working here. I'm yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. that's fine. Yeah, just cycle them out. They don't need to be there every week. Bates just appears, and then he just you know it doesn't even seem like Bates is doing his job anymore. You don't see him with Robert. You never see him with Robert. Uh, even at dinner, it's like Thomas is following uh, Robert around. Well, he does things like gets his clothes ready and stuff. We we just haven't seen anyone put Robert in his clothes. <laughs> I'm just asking for another scene of that. 
It, we'll get it. I'm sure it'll happen one more time. Especially if he's getting paid more than Mosley. I'd like to see a little bit more baits around the house, right? Well, things are going just fine for him. I guess so. So, what? Are, you know, there's nothing to see. All right. That, that's fine. What else is going on in this episode? Upstairs. Well, you want to start it with Edith? Simple you, enough. Yeah. Well, she, she keeps crossing that line. Oh, my there's God. Two, she, she's following the Drews. Yeah. She goes to the front door and she's mm-hmm. like, hey, I want to see Marigold. And Mrs. Yeah. Drew's like, no. Yeah, she closes, <laughs> closes the place. door. And then Mr. Drew comes out and he's like, it's just not going to work, woman. Yeah, what do you expect? Uh, it's so funny because now like, they're seeing at the house that she's not happy. Like, you look so glum, Edith. And it's just like, well, she kind of always did it anyways. But now, like, yeah, especially so, I guess. And what do you expect? Like, this is going to be tough. And then she gets a message from the newspaper. Not looking good here. That uh, Michael Gregson. Michael Greg. There's some investigation into the gang leader of the guy that potentially beat up and potentially killed Gregson. Yeah. The- and the brown shirt gang, who is uh, the Nazis. <laughs> I like. I like how it's just like the Nazis are just like. We need a better name than the brown shirt gang or something. We got to get something that people are going to remember for all time as being hateful. <laughs> the brown shirts ain't it. <laughs> yeah, that's not going to do it. Let's get something uglier. So this is a good scene where Robert really steps it up in this scene. Mm-hmm. Where like Edith is kind of the uh, the ugly duckling in a lot of ways. Like Nobody really pays any mind to Edith. Yeah. And Robert is like very fatherly to her. And he's like, you just got to know. Yeah. Like... It's good to have an answer rather than live your life in a cloud of of uncertainty. Right. And it's like, yeah, Robert, like, good, really good. He's there for it. And like, Edith tells him, like, you know, don't tell anyone else about this because I don't want them feeling bad for me. You know, and Mm -hmm. it's like, yeah, Robert's there for it. It was, it was nice. And hopefully, we can get some resolution on what happened to Michael because, like, you know, it's just kind of been in the background for so long. And yeah, yeah. and and this show, the way this show moves. He would have been back. Yeah. Was- but I think that's the thing is like she's staying away from Marigold. And I think that kind of triggers her going to go see her daughter because I think it's starting to come to her mind like, oh, Michael's not going to come back. There's not going to be any like fairy tale like she's actually my daughter with this man. And, you know, sorry for lying. It, there's just no scenario that happens like she's on her own. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Well, Edith, good luck. Good. Yeah. <laughs> and the Dowager has a scene where it's like some things you just need to put behind you. And Edith is like why like it's not i'm not like you yeah and she's like for the good of the family and she you just like well what what's more important me or the family and the dowager's like well they're both kind of the same and he's like not to me yeah not for me <laughs> and yeah that's fair i understand where she's coming from uh but this is an eventful episode for the dowager yeah uh prince Gurgen. <laughs> what's your what's your opinion on prince Gurgen? Well, I, I like him in Snatch as the guy who won't die. I, I haven't seen Snatch, actually. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. But he's good in Snatch, and he is a... Uh, this guy, he talks about, like... they. F- so, the Violet and Isabel go to this, like, church. Yeah. And they find Rose there in, like, a soup kitchen <laughs> with her Russians. Yeah. And then it's Prince Kurgan. So they're, they're, like, they're, they're survivors of the war. Yeah. We're on the wrong side. They're not doing well. They're poor. They got holes in their shoes and she's helping out. So Prince Kurgan is like, he used to be some big deal. Yeah. And they talk about how it's been 50 years since he's seen the Dowager. 
five decades. He says, "Imagine." Yeah. I mean, I'm. I know we'll be that old one day, but it's so weird to it's think so like, far away. It has been five decades yeah, since no. I've seen you. I like. I like how she says, "I must have been the last person you thought to see," and he says, "No." I thought you would come. Like it's like it sounds like a threat the way he talks. Like the, his delivery just sounds like so menacing. I know it's like Russian, but like he's very surly. With his yeah. long hair and his beard, he's like <laughs> yeah. like weathered skin. Yeah, he's he's been through it. Um, you haven't changed. I have. <laughs> it's like what? What are you? All right, you lost acres of land and stuff. All right. <laughs> he's like I was once powerful. Now you are a lady. You are me. He just like says like you're an old lady who's who is a good old lady. Yeah. Me, I'm not, I'm nothing. Yeah, he he's he seems like a boss fight level kind of guy. He, he you know, I I don't yeah, know. Like I'm, I, you have to expect like John Wick to kick down the door and just like <laughs> put holes in all the Russian people to yeah, leave because they're they're bad dudes. Um, so yeah, uh, Violet goes to see him. They they exchange. You know, like I he mentions that his his wife his princess has gone missing. And Violet just commits to like I need to find this woman for him because mm-hmm. I think she almost kind of she's kind of she's still attracted to Kerrigan but if we put this woman in place nothing's going to happen mm-hmm. because he proposed to to we find out he proposed to Violet way back but he said run away with me yeah run away with her and then OG Lord Grantham who we've never met yeah I gave can't... her a framed photo of Robert and uh, what's her name Rosamond yeah and she changed her mind I can't help but just see Robert Grantham or Hugh Bonneville as <laughs> Senior Grantham or something like that like Senior Grantham <laughs> Senior Grantham um, and then yeah so Violet changed her mind and didn't run away with him but now here they are yeah so Violet uses our old pal back in the saddle Shrimpy yeah and his connections to find out that the refugees were spread mm-hmm. and she they were separated and she may be a prostitute uh well the service industry is a rough yeah, one so i don't think uh, that's where mrs kurrigan is yeah i hope not i sincerely hope not but i have a feeling she's suffered a similar fate to gregson yeah those brown coats get around man uh, <laughs> no but no no that's not it not literally the brown coats but okay. i feel like she is um she is lost yeah not long for this world um but on the other side of the coin from uh, Violet is Isabel and Lord Merton. Yeah, he's back. snooping. Yeah, he, he's peeping around, looking <laughs> looking for Isabel. He finds her, and mm-hmm. he's got a proposition. Yeah, a very nice little thing. Yeah. Very fun little scene. Yeah. He says like he'd get on one knee if he could, but his... Uh, he'd his never knee, get up. Yeah, he, he's proposing to Isabel. And he says it's not just... Uh, not just because he's lonely and for the title. It's because he's fallen in love with her. Right. And now Isabel says, I'll think about it, which is absurd to me. But You're, Lord Merton's like, don't answer me. Give me, get, think about, th- you think about it. But then she tells Violet she wants to say no. Look, if you're in there and you're like, you're, you're pretty feeling like, I, I don't want to marry this guy. Having one conversation where he tells you he loves you. If you don't love him back or feel the same, that's not going to change your mind, really. Yeah. So I don't think this is going to work out for Lord Murren. I don't know. Lord, I don't know. Well, who's is, is Clarkson waiting in the wings? He's got to be. He's got to be. But I do, I do like that he Merton took his shot though, because it's just like, yeah, man. Yeah, he's an old man. He's like, I don't want to. I don't want to. He's like, he he has a very old man way of proposing, where he's like, I want to spend the rest of my days with you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, Lord Merton, cool dude. Yeah, but it makes me wonder. Is like, 
Well, is he older than her? Does he pass away first? And it's like, well, it's kind of like for his his benefit, not for he's hers. He's definitely not as old as the Dowager, but he. Yeah. I feel like he's in his sixties. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Late though. 50s. Yeah, we'll see. We'll he's see. definitely not. He's definitely in his sixties. I would say. I, yeah, I feel like this is all. Yeah, just an obstacle in the way for Violet or Isabel to end up with Clarkson or something. Mm-hmm. I just assume. I don't know. I mean, they just have better chemistry. Well, Merton is a, a nice guy. I like him. He looks like a clown, I think. He looks a bit he's of a very doofus. He's amiable. He's but, just like an okay dude. I guess. I mean, he's, he's fine. But he, he's a lord. Yeah, but he's also like, I feel like I almost flunked. And it's like, oh, shh. That's not a way to endear yourself to someone, saying you almost flunked asking them to marriage. Whatever, brother. Good luck. Good lord. luck on that one. Merton. Merton. Uh, yeah, but you mentioned it. Shrimpy is back in town. Yeah. Uh, so why is he there? Because he's getting divorced. Has anytime someone shows up to say hello to your family with news, it's because they're getting a divorce. If anyone shows up to your in-laws' extended family, is yeah. to tell them that they're separating from your blood. Yeah, because because you know we just couldn't get the actress to show up again for the show, and that's why we need Trimpy to be here. Um, yeah, they went to Bombay. Couldn't work it out. Couldn't work it out. Now they're not going to have a bean to their name. As yeah, that's Robert, Robert says. Yeah. Is it, he isn't worth a bean. Yeah. Uh, and he's trying to get them on his side. The, he makes a big point of like having supporters in this. And Robert says, I'm not going to side with anyone. Violet's <laughs> like, I'm not going to side with anyone. Even if you help me with find Princess Kurrigan, I ain't going to side with you. But then everyone seems to side with Shrimpy. <laughs> yeah, they're like, well, she she's not the best niece. She's, she's always got a temper and stuff, so... You know, and there's a probably one of my favorite scene of the episode is Shrimpy talking to Rose. Oh yeah, about the divorce where he's like, it's just not gonna, not gonna work. And she's like, well, you need to make sure that when I like, when I get married, you cannot like judge me because you know I'm not. I don't want to wind up like you. Yeah, and it's the most mature we've ever seen Rose. I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we haven't seen much of her to do in like most of this run of the show. So when I saw her with the Russians, I was like, "Oh, whoa, she's actually going out there and doing the civil type of thing, like helping people." Like, all right, Rose, do your own thing on the sidelines. Yeah, and uh, well, what else? Is Shrimpy talks to Robert. Robert's like, "Can't you just like be separated?" Yeah, and he's like, "If you feel like me, no." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, Violet says like, "I won't take sides, but I'm never neutral." It's like, all right. And then apparently, uh, what's her name? The Shrimpy's ex, Rose's mother, has like written and said that she's really annoyed that everyone's so cool with Shrimpy. Yeah, that he's staying with them, that he's living with them. Well, yeah, you're the ex living with the family, but... It's like, you get the house. You wonder, what's Shrimpy going to do? Where's go to Hong Sh- Kong? Well, where is Shrimpy's family? Well, <laughs> I mean, in why, does he go, why does he go stay with them? The crustaceans, they're in the water. He ain't a crustacean. He's How a... much money were they make selling off that manor that they have though in the Highlands? Probably I mean, a lot of money. But I mean, it made it sound like Susan, his ex-wife, is going to be living okay, and he's the one who's going to be taking the hit. So we'll see. There's going to be more Shrimpy to come because he's got to work out this whole Kerrigan thing for Violet. Who knows? I like Shrimpy. He's a good presence. He's okay. I wish his name wasn't Shrimpy. Like he just doesn't fit that name at all. You know? Wasn't that sort of the point of the name? I guess, but you just expect someone a little bit. You expect more of a Giamatti type than this guy. This guy's a little Giamatti. I guess, yeah. All right, all right, okay. Well, Mary, do you want to get to Mary, or do you want to say get to Bricker? Oh, well, I mean, I think Mary's more on the side a little bit than the the. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mary's got the moment of the episode, though. 
Really? Well, aside from Rose, I think so. Well, not Mary, but Mary's there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's unrelated to this. No, it's not. Well, we're thinking of different things. All right, then you go on with what you're talking about, man. Mary goes to London to break it off with Tony. <laughs> Tony, 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 Tony. So they're at the this dress show with Rosamond. Yeah. And who's across the way? Old Blake. Blake's got a new face. I saw his name in the opening credits. I was like, oh. He's back. Blake, the only reason I know his name is because of that stupid Christmas album. Oh, yeah. That's right. <laughs> so Blake is there. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's there with, with, what's her name? Mabel... Fox. Yeah, yeah, Tony Gilliam's ex. And he's like, hey, Mary, this is Mabel Mabel Fox or whatever her name is. I didn't write it You know her, right? (laughs) And then she's like, I want to know who, who, why my ex jilted me for, who who my ex jilted me for. Mm -hmm. And it's like really weird. And then Blake's like, you want to get dinner later? It's like, oh, Blake. I love how he's just sitting there at the fashion show. He sees her and he just like winks at her. Like, you knew I was going to be here. You knew the whole time. I'm but, Charles Blake. I'm the pig man. I'm back, baby. <laughs> oink, oink, oink. But then he, he's, they go out to dinner and he's like, you know I wasn't going sit, to sit around waiting for your love. Yeah, yeah. I'm not going to die like, you know, feeling bad for myself. Blake is back, baby. Yeah. But he says like, you know, just let down Tony. Like, you know how to do this. You got this. Well, like, it, it's like it sort of slips that Mary is going to dump uh tony yeah and then blake's like oh yeah oh, is the door you. back open for blake right but now we see tony he's like no uh 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 well i was really mad at that because it's it, a like, heel turn it just cuts to tony walking across the screen in the park like no this isn't gonna work like this like i want to see mary dump him yeah 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 and hey. he's like you sleep with me yeah. Just wanna... You may love to me. <laughs> it's like, am I not a good enough lover? And it's like, no, no, no. It, it might be, but no, no, no. Just, uh, it, it's not working, man. You're a part time lover, man. And, but he won't take no for an answer. Yeah. He's like, you're going to stay with me. Like, he's like threatening her. And then Mary, I felt like this is like, oh, come on, Mary. You're so much stronger than this. So she's like, okay, I'll stay with him or whatever. And it's like, well, she kind of gets like, it's there in public. Right. I get it. Yeah. Well then, don't try and dump them at the Peter Pan Gardens or whatever. But there's also the the weird moment where they're like, "I wanted to marry you, so that's why I wanted to sleep with you." Yeah, and it's like, but the, huh? It works. Like, we just don't have all that much in common. And he's like, bah! "Come on!" I don't think he's like evil, evil. I think he's just mad. I mean, he threw off the fox for this woman. And yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mary, uh, Mary is evil. What? We were seeing that Mary's... Mary, you know who the real protagonist here is? Mabel. I No, I, I, <laughs> Mabel Foss. No, I think the, the thing that's going on here is that Mary is much more acclimated with knowing what she wants and is a little bit progressive in that regard of just putting out there what she wants. And Tony's a little bit more old-fashioned where when you do certain things, there's a certain follow-through expectation with it. Where she's more modern thinking, he's still stuck in that whole mm-hmm. old bit of ways, which kind of puts them at odds. So that's why they're not going to work. Um, I don't think it's because Mary's evil. She, you know, she, I don't think she's intentionally evil. No, she's been through it. I mean, she's we, she's, messing, she's messing with people's heads. But they've covered. She's it in, me- messing with poor Mabel. I, I mean, that's I, two I, boys she took from this woman. That's not on her though. That, that you know, Mabel's going to go. That's to- also on Tony because he he want he was pursuing her. You can't just blame her. It's two tango, brother. Like. Yeah. Wait till Mabel digs up Matthew's body and makes him a zombie. 
We've been over this in past episodes, though. Mary is just, you know, she's been through, you know, Matthew. He died. Pamuk died on her. And she just wants to be sure that when she settles on the next thing, she wants it to be right because she doesn't want to be falling for someone who isn't, you know, any less than Matthew. So I don't know. I don't know. So Blake. Harbor any negativity towards her? Uh, yeah, go for Blake. G- Gilliam, I'm sorry, brother. And I don't feel bad. I don't, you, you got, you got it's some. Un, it's not getting We see Mabel Fox, man. You're an idiot, Gilliam. You should have just stayed with the fox. <laughs> All right, the fox and the pig, though. That's a that's a duo. I mean, yeah, Blake is the Blake is the man. Yeah, and Blake so, is playing the game. Yeah, but this for me, this is a Robert episode. This is a big Robert episode. Pip's corner. They're on Pip's corner. Uh, because I think Robert gets made to be a fool a lot in this episode. You think? Oh yeah. I don't know about that. Yeah, I think he does. All right. He keeps making fun of Bricker. <laughs> well, as he is, that ghastly salesman. <laughs> like, I mean, there's a guy coming in your house hitting on your wife. That is, I would be so upset about that. Are you kidding? This is my house. Yeah. How would there's you the, feel about that? There's that part where uh, Bricker's looking at the, the painting and he's like, tells Corey, he's like, I, you're so beautiful. And Cora's like, you can't talk like that here. Yeah, I'm going to have to sit like, away from you. I'm, I'm about to burst. And Robert walks in. He's like, what did you say, say about, about burst? burst? Yeah. And, and Bricker that. Bricker. I don't like Bricker. I like how Bricker's like, I may have to stay an extra day to look at this art. Who and Robert's really? like, what? Yeah, you can't just. This isn't a hotel. You know, we got shrimpy coming through, man. Yeah, we got the, the man shrimp. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Bricker's going on. Uh, there's a guy named Waver. Wavel. Wavel. <laughs> The, the developer? Yeah, yeah. Uh, he that wants... just waves at them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like coming down the path? Yeah, we only see him waving, but he wants to take some of the, the land from them and build to, houses yeah, he on it. He wants to buy Pip's Corner up. Right. And give them a portion of all the sales of all these houses. That, that's getting under uh, Robert's skin. But, and then uh, this all comes to a head when, because he's kind of lashing out at Cora for, you know, being flirty with Bricker, Cora's like, Oh yeah, of course you can invite Miss Bunting to the dinner. Why? What would be so wrong about that? And she knows exactly that's going to get under Robert's skin. And again, we run it back. We've seen this uh, same scene for three episodes now. But this is the big one. Yeah, yeah. This this is intense here. So so, Bunting somehow they get on the subject of Daisy's learning. Yeah, and it comes up that Patmore is not a fan, which is not false. Right. So they say, why don't you bring him up? And they say, uh, well, at first it's like the kitchen maid or the kitchen, Miss Patmore's assistant mm-hmm. in the kitchen. And and uh, at, what's her name? Bunting is like, you don't even know her name. And Mary makes a save and she's like, well, now you know her name. Yeah, you know, but the thing is like, uh, Mary's like, of course it's Daisy. And yeah. And yeah, Bunting says, now you know, it's like Robert's like, of course, I wouldn't know her name even if Mary didn't say it. I believe Robert when he says that. I believe he would know Daisy's name. I don't, I don't think so. And I don't think it matters. Okay. I mean, I, I do think it, yeah, maybe you should know his staff's name, but he, he's got a lot of staff. Yeah. 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 Uh, so anyways, though, yeah, Pat Moore and Daisy, they say, uh, you know, I am learning. I am, uh, I am appreciative of Bunting and everything. So it kind of throws it in Robert's face, but at the same time, Robert, you know, even leading into this, he he's not trying to make a big argument or whatever. Um, he says, like, you know, I heard you're giving lessons to our cook. And she says, you sound displeased about that. And to me, it didn't sound like Robert was that displeased about it. He was just making a note of it to her. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I heard he's just trying to make conversation. And then after that, you know, he says, 
you know, he's like, I stand corrected. Like, okay, well, thank he's you. Like, yeah, for- good, good. Yeah. And then Miss Bunting is just, she throws it back in his face. Like, um, what is it? She says, uh, uh, what is it? Oh, yeah, you know, he's like, yeah, okay. She's like, are you that pleased, though, you know, Robert? And then Mary's just like, oh, come on. Like, he's already been playing nice with you, Miss Bunting. Like, you're asking for it now, and she gets it. She gets it. This oh, is Robert Unleashed. He stands up. Yeah. Screams. Yeah. He's like, All right, enough of this, and never he, come back he here. He says, I want you to leave this house and never come back. And we get that gift that, Dave, you use all the time. <laughs> oh, Bar- uh, uh, Branson. Yeah, just closing his eyes. <laughs> closing his eyes and just, like, shuddering. Because he just feels like, how he knows how it feels and to be he, shouted he at by Robert. to Bunting, like, don't cause trouble tonight, please, for me. Yeah. But this is like actively bunting, trying to get Robert's goat. She is so rude. And then Robert storms out of the room with Thomas following him. Bates ain't there mm-hmm. uh, for some reason. Well, he doesn't stand around the dinner table ever. Right. That's true. But uh, that's true. Uh, but then Mary says, like, are you happy now again? You know, like. And then the dowager's like, so how's your column, Edith? And Edith <laughs> is like, it's about the modern world. And then it's. Yeah, that, I know we've talked about how much we can't stand Bunting. This is her at her most obnoxious. Like this is like you should be kind to these people. They invited you to their dinner where you have no place at. Mm-hmm. Um, and we still see how this is tearing up Branson because he wants to be cool with her, but she's not making it easy for him. Yeah, and she keeps saying like, "I don't want you to not love them. I just want you to realize that there's so much more that you can do." And well. He's- Ms. Munting, you're doing a lot to make him not love them or whatever. Like, you're really trying to be that person. And she's, she's like, meh, meh, I just don't like her. Yeah. We see a scene with Mary telling Branson, like, well, you gave Nanny a, g- a good night to, you know, talk about or whatever. <laughs> oh, Robert just leaves. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And even Violet, like, tries to calm down Robert. Like, you know, just don't give in to her or whatever. <laughs> and Robert just storms off. And then he gets in the bed with Cora. And she's like, I hope you wake up on the right side of the bed tomorrow. Yeah, because he goes off and he says something about the, the traveling sales. Calls him ghastly again for the second time this episode. I mean, he's right. This guy came into his house flirting with his wife, and then you got Miss Bunting to deal with. Bricker's probably loving that. Yeah. But how does uh, uh, the episode conclude? It concludes with Robert being like, I'm the man in this house. I'm not going to sell this land to waiver. We're he, gonna... Well, he apologizes to Branson. He's like, I'm really sorry that that happened. Yeah. Like yeah, he, oh, yeah, he likes them. Like, yeah. Well, he wants. He's he fears that he's losing Branson. He doesn't mm-hmm. want him to exit the family, and no, and no one else does. So, yeah, I get it. But he's he has he's going to build a different estate that's going to better use the land because he said he's seen so many other people sell off their land for a quick buck, and he's learning like, oh wait, I can't do what my other cohorts have done because this is not working out for them. Mm-hmm. So he wants to he wants to get ahead and he wants to do shop small. Yeah. Local businesses. Yeah, and I think he's right. Good job, Robert. Hell yeah. You salvaged yourself. I don't think yeah. it's a good look when he screams and leaves, though. I mean, I, it's good. Oh, I, I enjoyed I it. it's fine. I think this is him flexing power. I think, I, I don't know. I think This he's, is Robert against the wall. He's struggling. He's struggling this episode. Uh, yeah. Did you see uh, Isis again around in this episode? Yeah, Isis he, is wandering. His emotional support right there. That's his rock. Mm-hmm. What else was going on in this episode? Do we cover everything? I think that's most I think of that's more or less everything. Yeah. Uh, was this a good episode? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I, I think it was a fun episode. There was a lot of uh, plates being spun here between Kurrigan, Robert going off, uh, Thomas being sick. 
Yeah, it, it was it was it was a it was a good one. Um, any any good quotes in this one? Uh, Robert calls Kurgan Prince Thingamajig. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, I have a couple. <laughs> Shrimpy isn't worth a bean. Yeah. Uh, Mary says at the beginning of the beginning of this episode, every time you challenge Tom, you sound worse than him. Do I? <laughs> says <Yeah>. Robert. <laughs> There's the the line when they're like, Hey, you're gonna come it's Mary and Branson and Robert. Mm-hmm. And it's Mary's like, Well, I can't come to this meeting about this this thing. I'm going to a dress show with Rosmond. Yeah. And Robert says, Good to know you have your priorities. Right. <laughs> right. Oh, we do see Rosmond talking to Mary about like Edith and like the Oh girl. yeah, she accidentally slips that she knows it's a girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but Mary seem Mary's not as a, astute as the Dowager is. Yeah. And she's like talking about it, but then she sees Charles Blake and is like, Who who Edith? Who there's, is that? There's a dress that comes out and Mary goes, Oh golly. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's some weird dresses here. Yeah, yeah. Um, she says uh, nice in regards looking. to um, Tony Gilliam, she says she loves him and she wants him to be the godfather of the children. Yeah, that's just weird. not the father. Yeah, that's so weird. Uh, don't think you can have it that way. Yeah, it doesn't, I don't think it works that way. Um, Violet says he's not my old beau. Your father would have called out anyone who said such a thing about uh, yeah, of Prince course. Kurgan. Uh, yeah, the dowager says uh, hope is a tease designed to stop us from accepting reality. And then, I I didn't write down the follow up quote, but Isabel says something like, "Like, do you always have to have something like that to say?" And the Dowager's like, "Yes, <laughs> yeah, I do love the Dowager too." Uh, she says to Robert, or Robert says to her, he flatters her, asking her opinion, and the Dowager says, "Don't don't you ask Cora's opinion sometimes?" <laughs> oh man, Robert. Bricker's <laughs> uh, I mean, Bricker's playing. Yeah. Yeah, I do love that they tell Edith to this episode. Like, leave your little girl for a few months, and they'll come back, and they'll be happy to see. You. <laughs> She's like, a few months. Oh man, it's not gonna work. Uh, yeah, there was a there was a lot of quotes this episode. It was a it was a good one. Yeah. All right, Dave, you kick off the rankings, man. Oh wait, no wait. Blake says one thing. I wish I could work you out, and then Mary says, "I wish I could work me out." Uh oh. Heyo, see where that goes. Blake is getting it, working it out. Welcome back, Blake. Yeah, who's down? Well, I think he... he it, this is a pretty good episode. This is a pretty up episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think Robert is is on the number three on the bottom. Okay. Just, I, you know, his he's, his wife is, is is flirting around with Bricker, yeah. who's a weirdo. Yeah. He gets made a fool of by Bunting once again. Okay. His intellectual inferior, you know. Yeah, yeah. And... He ends the episode on a good note, but he's struggling with Pip's corner. Old Pip. <laughs> Always coming in the picture. Um, number three, I had Thomas. He ain't looking well. He ain't looking okay. He needs some help. He needs well, he's, he's my number two. Because he's juicing. It ain't good. It's it the juice, man. <laughs> you gotta get the juice is loose in the manner of Down Abbey. And you got to get that under control. You got to choose your path, bro. <laughs> choose your path, man. Um, Edith is my number two. I was thinking about that, but... It- it's just repeat. It is, but we the news of uh, Michael is just brought her down. Like that is not good for her, and she's she's struggling. She's yeah, really struggling. It's really apparent to everyone. But who's having the worst week? Tony, 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 Tony Gilliam. I thought about he putting got him on dumped. Here. He's he, but he's I don't know. He's the way he's threatened Mary. Like he's not gonna be out of the picture anytime soon. No, but he's lost his grasp. Yeah, yeah. Well, I I almost <coughs> had him at number one. 
But because of the way he flexed on Mary, and the way Mary's going to have to be stuck with this, Mary's at number one for having the worst week. She she is stuck with this guy that she tried to break up with and couldn't get it done. And she kind of got put, Mabel Fox kind of... Yeah, let her know what's yeah, up. Like, you can't just come in and home wreck and down. get out of here. Like, yeah. So, sorry, Mary. Well, who you got going up? Um, who had a good week? On the upswing, I got... I think uh, Isabel had a... Oh, yeah. If she wasn't so down on, on Lord Merton, I would give her some, some more love. Yeah, she got proposed to. That's, that means something. That's huge. But she seems such a, so like disinterested in Lord Merton. It's not every week you get proposed to is all I'm saying. Okay. Well, number three, she's a, a world has been unlocked. Daisy. Oh, no, I, I, I don't know. She's we, learning. This is a repeat of last week but for she, me. She gets pulled upstairs and they kind of want to make an example of her. And she's like, no, I'm actually like learning. Like I said before earlier. Write the letter first. Write the letter first to see if you can make some change, Daisy. What if they show the letter and it's written all like really bad handwriting and everything's misspelled? It's like, can you please? I mean, it's like written by like a five like a five it's like year a old Ralph Wiggum letter. <laughs> yeah, a really large handwriting. Just every word is spelled wrong. Yeah. <laughs> she, but she's 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 a go getter. She's really trying. So you got to appreciate her spirit. Yeah, she'll really try. <laughs> I just. It's a dress all scribbly. <laughs> oh boy, love Daisy. Yeah, crooked and riding. Oh man. Uh, at number two, I got Violet. Violet. This okay. is a great Violet episode. Mm-hmm. She, she's flirting with Kerr again. She's going to help him get a princess back. She's in every plot line, like with Edith, with Robert, like doling out the right advice at the right time. This is just MVP Dowager work. I think this episode. Well, number two. Yeah, he's back. Blake. Yeah, I he's mean, got he's got Mabel Fox. Uh huh. He's he goes out to dinner with Mary. Yeah. He he's he's just owns the episode. Sure. Blake is just on fire. Blake is the man. He he's coming in hot. And we know he sings the Christmas carols well. Yeah, that's true. We do know from the Christmas album he sings well. Um, I'm sorry, man. I I was saying it before. This is Robert's episode. This is for me one of the best Robert episodes we have ever gotten. <laughs> I think. He what? is so on fire. The way he shouts down Bunting like sealed it. Like this is just it's like very immature. He, it's his house. At the end of the day, this is Robert's house. And what he does there at the end with like, I ain't going to sign with Waver. I know better. It's like, yeah, Robert's learned his lesson. He's going to do right by this house. And then also what he did does for Patmore or like to make her feel well. And then just like letting it be known he doesn't like Bricker walking around in his house. Bricker's got a storm coming. Robert's a brewing and a stewing. He's going to come down on you and blow your house down, Brickers. Okay, like this is... Welcome to my house. Yeah. he is. Baby, take control now. (laughs) Exactly. He is flexing, man. He is... I I really like Robert this episode. Well, my number one, you said it, Violet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. She's she's Prince Gurigan. She's all about... (laughs) She finds him. She lowers herself to go to some soup kitchen to go see Prince Gurigan. Soup kitchens are not places to be because in this day and age, soup kitchens are... Dirty places. <laughs> yeah, we've we not the first time we've seen a soup kitchen on Downton Abbey. It's true. That is true. That is true. And they don't approve of those. She, they, it's Dowager just has a, she's quippy. Yeah. She she's she got the assist and everything. Right. And the only thing that could rain on her day is that Isabel ends up with Lord Merton because you see a little panic come over her face, like, oh man, what if she ends up marrying this clown? But she's she's a regulator. She's going to control this. Isn't going to go wrong. We'll see. Yeah. Good good week. Good week for the Dowager. And yeah. Arguably Robert. It's a great week for Robert. He does scream. 
He does scream. Anytime he screams, he's on your number one. He's on my number one. <laughs> That's just what puts him over the top. Poor, like Hugh Bonneville. You think he's like, how do I get this aggressive? Yeah. Oh, man. There's an Instagram post recently, a Hugh Bonneville posted of, um, there's two signs. One says uh, crawling. One says Grantham. And he's putting, uh, pointing at both of them. And it's just like, yeah, man, you got two names. How many people can say that? I mean, Mabel Fox. That's true. That is a two name. That's a two namer. I want to see more of her. She's she seems like a good girl. I don't uh, think we'll see more of Mabel, not. No. Mabel Lane Fox or whatever her name no, is. No, she just showed up to throw some ice in Mary's face. And she oh yeah. She yeah. did it. Yeah. Well, that's about it for this week. Yeah. We uh, covered the episode. Yeah. Uh this is after St. Patrick's Day, so we hope you had a good one. You hope you tipped one uh, to Branson. Yep. Show your and respect. His brother. <laughs> um Clarence. Clarence. Was it Clarence? <laughs> What's his name? I forget. It wasn't Seamus. <laughs> whatever his name is. We'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Seamus McFly. <laughs> exactly. But uh, again, you follow us on Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook. Uh, Give us some money on Patreon if you want. Some bonus episodes. Yeah. We just we dropped number two. We had some technical difficulties with it, but yeah. it came out. Yeah. We'll get more of those coming soon. Yeah. Well, monthly. So another mm-hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. That's on the Patreon. So... We'll catch you next time on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Yeah. Oh, and we got a, something special coming up soon. Oh, yeah, we do. Mixed Match Challenge 3. It's time. WrestleMania's oh, coming it's up. it's time. It's time. Baby, it's time. It's, I say it's Vader time, but that's yeah. irrelevant. He's dead. Yeah, I know. It's Violet time. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> there we go. Catch you next time on the Lord's Grantham Podcast. Bye. <laughs>